Thessalonians. Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ our King. We are so excited for this opportunity to share the Word of God with you through your favorite program, The Moment of Truth. We are at a critical moment in God's plan for humanity, and God is said to do awesome things in and through individuals, families, communities, organizations, nations, continents, and across generations. As we proclaim the Word of God in the following series, you are going to receive illumination and direction, especially those in the Valley of Decision, and hopefully you'll be accurately positioned for the current move of God. So, sit back and relax. Go ahead, call your family and friends, and get ready for a life-changing encounter with the Word of God. As you do, your life will never be the same again. It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 satraps to be over the whole kingdom. How many people will be over the whole kingdom? 120 satraps. And over this, three governors, of whom Daniel was one. You know what that means. And I'm not saying one, two, three here. It was numero uno. It was primus inter pares. First among the equals. It was nulli secundus. Second to none. <laughs> Daniel was one. That the satraps might give account to them. So that the king would suffer no loss. 120 people to give account to. Three people. Of whom Daniel was one. Okay. Then this Daniel... Did what? Oh no, somebody read. These ladies, distinguished ladies and gentlemen. You want to know how he distinguished himself? I've told you. His sense of purpose. The spirit of excellence and oppression is in his life. His ability to do things right and to do the right things. His diligence and discipline. This Daniel, I loved, there are many Daniels in the city, but this is different. Then this Daniel distinguished himself above the governors who are, in his, who are his peers, who are in the same class with himself. He distinguished himself above the governors and satraps because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king gave thought to setting him over the whole realm. So the governors and satraps sought to find some charge against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find no charge or fault because he was faithful, nor was there any error or fault found in him. Then you cannot attain this level of, of, of distinction if you keep on saying there's nobody without mistakes. You can't attain this level. Everybody has fault now. And this is my own fault. Accept me the way I am. There's no fault in him. There's no spirit of error in his life. Everybody makes mistakes. Your name is everybody. Concerning the assignment given to him, 
No error, no fault. Say that with me. No error. No, error. no fault. No then this man said, we shall not find any charge against this Daniel. There are other Daniels you can find charge against. <laughs> then this man said, we shall not find any charge against this Daniel unless we find it against him concerning the law of his God. Take this from me. Let me read from New Living Translation. Listen to it. The same passage. I love it when I read it here. Chapter 6. Darius the Mead decided to divide. New Living Translation. You can show yours also. Darius the Mead decided to divide the kingdom into 120 provinces. And he appointed a prince to rule over each province. The king also chose Daniel and two others. I like that. What were their names? <laughs> when you talk of universities in Nigeria, it's the University of Lagos and others. I'm giving a lecture at the University of Lagos for the 50th anniversary of Lagos versus Christian Union in October. That's part of the fray of the front message. For as far as I'm concerned, in this world, it is University of Lagos and others. Up school. You want to go to university, you will travel and get into old law or no bad law. Then you get to Iwo, then you'll be buying Dodokiri on the road before you get there. A call for gold. Any, any University of Lagos people, come on, come on, come, 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 get a high five, man, come on. Ah. Ah. Where did you go? He said he went to CNN. UN, University of Nigeria, Usuka. It was a university too. <laughs> The king also chose Daniel and two others as administrators to supervise the princes and to watch out for the king's interests. Daniel soon proved himself. It wasn't overnight. Daniel soon proved himself more capable than all the other administrators and princes that one says high officers because of his great ability because of what his great ability wow the king made plans to replace to place him over the entire empire remember he came there as a teenager in captivity Then the other administrators and princes began searching for some fault in the way Daniel was handling his affairs, but they couldn't find anything to criticize. He was faithful and honest and always responsible. So they concluded, our only chance of finding grounds for accusing Daniel will be in connection with the requirements of his religion. Hello? Hello? Give it to me in the message. 
Let me, let me hear what that man had to say. The message translation. Darius reorganized his kingdom. As we will restructure Nigeria. Anyone that says I don't believe in it will become history. It's as simple as that. Do you understand me? It's going to happen. Because this country must not be allowed to bleed to death. When you spend 65% of your receivables to service loans and you need to borrow more to add to the balance to pay overhead, you are sick. This overbloated government must be drastically reduced. Yes, sir. Anyone saying anything to the contrary? May have himself to blame. At the end, Darius reorganized his kingdom. He appointed 120 governors to administer all the parts of his realm. Over them were three vice regents, one of whom was Daniel. The governors reported to the vice regents, who made sure that everything was in order for the king. But Daniel, brimming with spirit and intelligence, so completely outclassed the other vice regents and governors that the king decided to put him in charge of the whole kingdom. The vice regents and governors got together to find some old scandal or skeleton in Daniel's life that they could use against him, but they couldn't dig up anything. It was totally exemplary and trustworthy. They could find no evidence of negligence or misconduct. So they finally gave up and said, we are never going to find anything against this Daniel unless we can cook up something religious. Now that's the way we ought to live our lives. So when they say EFCC, you don't catch cold. Tell your neighbor, Daniel was not lucky. He was diligent. My New Testament example is a rugged apostle. Apostle Paul. Rugged. Solid. <laughs> Acts of the Apostles, chapter 19, verse 11 to 28. Acts of the Apostles, chapter 19, 11 to 28. Now God walked unusual miracles. Somebody say unusual. Unusual. Uncommon. Not easy to come by. God walked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul, so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick. And the diseases left them, and the evil spirits went out of them. Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists took it upon themselves to call the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, We exorcise you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. Also there were seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest who did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know. Paul, I know. <laughs> Who are you? If you read it in Greek, uh, and you read the literal translation, you know what it says. Jesus, we acknowledge. Paul, we have been told about, but we have no information. <laughs> Who are you? 
Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. Who are you? And the evil, then the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overpowered them, and prevailed against seven sons, so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. This became known both to all Jews and Greeks dwelling in Ephesus, and fear fell on them all, and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. And many who had believed came confessing and telling their deeds. Also many of those who had practiced magic brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all. And they counted up the value of them and in total 50,000 pieces of silver. So the word of the Lord grew mightily and prevailed. This is where I'm coming. When these things were accomplished is where I'm coming. But let me tell you, Mr. Church Group Director, all those men you are going to gather on the 31st of August down in the training, the best training they can have is at Classic. Because if they, are, if they don't know the Holy Spirit, they will do havoc later. If they are not operating the power of the Holy Spirit, they are wasting their time. They will not be shepherds. They will be hirelings. They will be butchers at the end of the day. Do you understand me? They need to be saturated in the power of the Holy Spirit. Because if you're looking for manual, uh, master class training, you go to Acts 19. When he saw these 12 disciples, said, Have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? They said, Holy Spirit. Oh, who is so called? And to what baptism? What type of. Uh, who are baptized? John's baptism. He said, Oh, John had come and gone. Upgrade, 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 upgrade. Then he baptized them in the name of Jesus, lay hands on them, they received the Holy Spirit and they prophesied. A house pastor that cannot prophesy accurately need not be about that business. Who cannot see and discern what is happening in the life of those who are in that church in the house is not right for this place. And all these things were within two years. Because of those who are separated into the school of tyrannous, which is school of disputing, the school of reasoning in the world. Within two years, the whole of Asia had the gospel. Being a pastor or church in the house pastor is not a decorative accessory. It's not a chip on your shoulder, it's serious responsibility. Let's continue reading. This is where I'm coming. When these things were accomplished, Paul purposed in the spirit when he had passed through Macedonia and Achaia to go to Jerusalem saying, after I've been there, I must also see Rome. Now, he purposed in the spirit. He was not putting his itinerary together based on where he would collect the highest honorarium. He purposed in the spirit. You know what Jesus told Simon Peter? He said, when you were young, you gathered yourself and arranged your own itinerary. But the time is coming when you have to give your hand to someone else who will guide you and lead you to where you don't want to go. That's when ministry starts. Now when your popular jingle on every billboard, on every flyer, they must see you there. And you're, you're peddling rumors. Mm-hmm. 
that are not founded in the true word of God. By the time the cancer of what you are spreading will eat you up, I pray it will not be too late. When these things were accomplished, so he sent into Macedonia. Let me read on. Thank you. He sent into Macedonia two of those who ministered to him, Timothy and Erastus. But he himself stayed in Asia for a time. Wow, you're about to see true revolution. Somebody say true revolution. There is no DSS who can arrest Paul. You will break their jails. Do you understand me? They've tried it before in Acts 16. They locked him up. He sang. God joined the chorus. The foundation of prison was shaken and all doors were open. They tried with Peter. They locked him up. The gates opened by themselves. Do you understand me? True revolution. The moment they can arrest you and incarcerate you and then. You don't become a hero by letting people harass you. You want to hear the truth? Yes, sir. Or shall I hold it back? I learned this from one of my best friends. And I hold it there. Are you ready for it? Anyone who fights for a people who are not prepared to fight for themselves is a fool. Can I repeat myself? Anyone who fights for a people who are not prepared to fight for themselves is a fool. Have you seen Hong Kong? Have you seen demonstration of sovereignty by the people? Yes. Hiring one musician here and talking with, from both sides of the map is not a revolution. It requires diligent planning because if a man is leading and nobody is following him, he's taking a stroll. I tell you the parable of a king. There was a they called them veterans who had fought many battles. There was this man in, in his domain who was always carrying placard and fighting for the people. So the king captured him and the king said, I'm going to behead you. You cause too much trouble. But if you don't want me to kill you, you have to pay 10 million. Say, Naira. He said, I don't have 10 million naira, you can kill me. But if you let me go to the marketplace, those I'm fighting for, we contribute the money. Maybe 10,000, whatever it is. He said, okay, go to the market. When he got to the market and said, hey, I said, no, 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 for three days you could not open this market. Don't start trouble here again. No. <laughs> you caused so much trouble that we could not open market. Mabba, ma, Oshara, we don't want you here. Then they took him back to the king and said, you are a fool. That anyone who fights for a people who are not willing to fight for themselves is a compound fool. When all the trouble and the aches will come, those who are saying, Babake, Babake, they'll be in their home eating dinner. Okay. The pastor, hey, you have been in the trenches before. There was time for everything. Ibarala Abura. 
Any kind of bush and Any kind takai chin There's time for everything. Or are you saying that people should not? No, no, no. They are free. It's a free world. They make sure you get results. Look, I learned the hard way during SNG. The matching Lagos, especially. We're coming from somewhere in uh, Adjusovani and we're going to Alausa and we're all marching. General Lania Kenya, they my right, Femi Fallon on my left, Jinka Dumak and the rest of them were there and we're marching. And Nigerians were standing. I will all wrote. They stood on this side as well, marching. Hey, hey, hey. I will fall on. I look at myself. I said, Look at these people we are fighting for. Because he took on all. The same people now they are looking for position. They are not doing it for free. I remember our first crusade in Abel Kuta. We took trailer load of food. Of, of, of clothes, of baby food, of shoes to give to the poor. After we finished the crusade, they sent my teacher to me. said, uh, what position will you be contesting for the next election? Hi. This was 1989 or 1990. I can't remember what year now. 1988. said, I said, actually look at government chairman. <laughs> but to do some things, there must be An ulterior motive. So Nigerians are tired of following anybody. But God is going to raise a Davidic company. They'll be willing to lay their life down for the lion and the bear to save the flock in the name of Jesus Christ. They'll protect the flock from the lion and the bears of our day. Can I hear amen? amen? I love what I'm about to read to you. And then I'll bring this to a close. And about that time, there arose a great commotion about the way. What do you consider the way? The way is Jesus, the people of Jesus. They were called the people of the way. A great commotion about the way. But there was a great commotion about the way. For a certain man named Demetrius, a silversmith who made silver shrines of Diana, brought no small profit to the craftsmen. He called them together with the workers of similar occupation and said, Man, you know that we have a prosperity by this trade. Moreover, you see and hear that not only at Ephesus, but throughout almost all Asia, this Paul, hello, there may be 10,001 Pauls in Ephesus, but this one distinguished himself. It's about time you distinguish yourself from the past. But this Paul has persuaded and turned away many people saying that there are no gods which are made with hands. So not only is this trade of ours in danger of falling to disrepute, but also the temple of the great goddess Diana may be despised and a magnificence destroyed whom all Asia and the world worship. This Paul Against Diana 
a shrine and everyone that was days fall. One man days fall. Listen to it in the New Living Translation. Verse 23, but about that time, serious trouble developed in Ephesus concerning the way. It began with Demetrius, a silversmith who had a large business manufacturing silver shrines of the Greek goddess Artemis. He kept many craftsmen busy. He called the craftsmen together along with others employed in related trades and addressed them as follows. Gentlemen, you know that our wealth comes from this business. As you have seen and heard, this man Paul has persuaded many people that handmade gods and gods at all. And this is happening not only here in Ephesus, but throughout the entire province. Of course, I'm not just talking about the laws of public respect for our business. I'm also concerned that the temple of the great goddess Artemis will lose its influence and that Artemis, this magnificent goddess, worshipped throughout the province of Asia and all around the world, will be robbed of her prestige. At this, their anger boiled and they began shouting. One man, one man, one Paul. When I was arrested in 2000 and interrogated and detained and they took my passport and did not release it until April 10 and the following month the day they asked me to come and get my passport I got there I said sir what about me that is threatening you and the state why do you conceive in your mind that I, I can ever, ever commit reasonable felony or be part of it. The only knife I have on my table is to eat breakfast or lunch or dinner. The man looked at me. I said to him, I weigh only 60 kg. It has increased too. Please give me some respect. It's not only 60 kg. It's now 75 kg. Mrs. B has been feeding me well. Is that true? You don't know. I said, what do I I weigh only 60 kg. You know what he said? He said, Pastor, it's not what you weigh, it's what you say. Your words are too heavy. Those who can't stand the truth will hate you. Uh, but the head of state then attended my mother's funeral and danced. Because level has changed. Yeah, I will not say more than that. Say level don't change. I told you about MKU before, didn't I? He gave me 1,500. Ah, hey, me, that was like $1,500 in those days. I said, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. He said, no, 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 no. You, you, you don't bow to man. You bow to God. Are you not a Muslim? I said, <laughs> <laughs> I think I answer his question, why? 1,500 naira. 
But by the time 1993 came, I said, SDP will fail. NRC will lose, be cut off and swallowed up. The military will fall. Verdict 93, our God reigns. Level has changed. May your level change. So that you can speak forth the word of God without compromising the name of Jesus Christ. Mm, This Paul, somebody say this Paul. There are many namesakes of Saul. But this one stood out. Listen to his testimony. Acts 20. What made him rugged? Acts 20, 17. Acts 20, 17. Well, when we landed at Miletus, he sent a message to the elders of the church at Ephesus asking them to come and meet him. This was the first pastoral conference among the Gentiles. When they arrived, they declared, you know that from the day I set foot in the province of Asia until now, I've done the Lord's work humbly and with many tears. I've endured the trials. That's what makes him rugged. The trials that came to me from the plots of the Jews. I never shrank back from telling you what you needed to hear, either publicly or in your homes. I've had one message for Jews and Greeks alike. The necessity of repenting from sin and turning to God. And of having faith in our Lord Jesus. And now I'm bound by the Spirit to go to Jerusalem. I don't know what awaits me. (laughs) Except that the Holy Spirit tells me in in city after city. That jail and suffering lie ahead. But my life is worth nothing to me. Unless I use it for finishing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus. The work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. In the New King James Version, said, None of these things move me. Say that with me. None of these things move me. If you were here in the days of Abacha, that I was singing, Abacha will be butchered, oh, hallelujah. It, that's, 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 that's uncommon. It's uncommon courage. It's not coming from braggadocio, it's coming from a deep seated God confidence. Pastor Kolai Wosho called me yesterday to tell me about, uh, about the future plan concerning the wedding of his daughter. He was in Kano when I got there and did uh, what we call uh, COPA, Conference of Prophetic and Apostolic Churches. And I stood in the hall. Muratala Muhammad is not the, last, the only head of state that we brought home dead. Abacha is coming home dead too. He was president. If you don't know your God, you don't talk like that. None of these things move me. Neither can't. I my life there. Listen to another testimony of this. In chapter 20, verse 7 to 14. Chapter 20 of Acts, 7 to 14. Give it to me in New King James. Acts 27 to 14. What distinguished these people? Acts 21, verse 7 to 14. And when we had finished our voyage from Tyre, we came to to Limais. Peter Limais. Whatever it is, it's not a Kuta. <laughs> and it's not a promotion again. So, how do you pronounce this word? Petolemais. Petolemais greeted the brethren and stayed with them one day. On the next day, we who were Paul's companions departed and came to Caesarea and entered the house of Philip the Evangelist, who was one of the seven, and stayed with him. Now this man had four virgin daughters who prophesied. And as we stayed many days, a certain prophet named Agabus came down from Judea. When he had come to us, he took Paul's bed, 
bound his own hands and feet and said, Thou says the Holy Spirit, so shall the Jews of Jerusalem bind the man who owns this belt and deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. Now when we heard these things, both we and those from that place pleaded with him not to go up to Jerusalem. Then Paul answered, what do you mean by weeping and breaking my heart? For I'm ready not only to be bound, but also to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. So when he would not be persuaded, we see saying, the will of the Lord be done. It takes men who are willing to die for what they believe to change the world. It takes it. It takes that. For me to live is Christ. That was the motto. It's philosophy. For me to live is Christ. To die is gain. It's, it's, it's not apologetic for his message. He will tell you I'm speaking the word of truth and reason. King Agrippa said. Soul, soul. Too much learning has made you mad. Oh king, I'm not mad. I'm speaking the word of truth and reason. Listen to one more testimony from him. Am I wasting your time? He was the least of the apostles. All men are not equal. That's what we are looking at. All men are not equal. All things are not equal. Stop believing a lie. He was the least of the apostles, but he worked more abundantly than they all. Let's locate the factor in his life that distinguished him from the pack. First Corinthians 15. First Corinthians 15, 1 to 10. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, which also you received, which also you received, and in which you stand. By which also you are saved, if you hold fast that word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures, and that he was seen by several, that's Peter, then by the twelve. After that, it was seen by over 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part remained to the present, but some have fallen asleep. After that, it was seen by James, then by all the apostles. Then last of all, it was seen by me also, as by one born out of due time. For I am the least of the apostles, who am not worthy to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God... I am what I am, and his grace toward me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God, which was with me. What was it that distinguished Paul? (laughs) Grace of God distinguished him from the pack. He labored more abundantly than they all. Can you imagine? Put all the activities together on one side of the scale. Put Paul's. I'm looking for the right word. Exploits. On the other side. He had weighed them all. Yet. He was the least. Grace. Distinguishing. Time will not permit me today. To go through many, many other examples. But let me conclude the message today 
by doing an x-ray, very, very precise x-ray, it's not going to take time, of the household of Jacob the patriarch. In this household were 12 sons. The most distinguished of them was Joseph. He was not the Oluriebi. He was the Oluomo. Edumare fumi loluomo. Edumare fumi loluomo. Oluomo man dami loru. Edumare fumi loluomo. Genesis that is seven one to three. Just a short X ray. Genesis. 37, 1 to 3. Now Jacob dwelt in the land where his father was, a stranger in the land of Canaan. This is the history of Jacob. I can't hear you. Jacob. This is the history of Jacob. Joseph being 17. It does not make sense. My nephew once said or wrote, he said, I think Mama Abigail Ebudola Ashabi, she gave that to Fisai also, she wasn't Ashabi anymore. She gave her, Madam Ebudola Abigail Ebudola Bakari came to the world for only one thing, to give back to Pastor Bakari. This is the history of Ashabi or Ebudola Bakari, Tunde Bakari. And once she has finished that, ready to go. It's not, it's not claiming superiority over others. No. You can begin to learn the ropes. But without grace, it won't happen. Without the Spirit of God upon your life, you can't make a difference. You won't disagree yourself from the pack. Without diligence. To speak to large congregation. Sunday after Sunday. Sunday, You think. It's one. Let's walk. It's work. My father walked either to. So I walk. Jesus said. Paul said let him that will not work. Let him not eat. Let's do some genealogical analysis. Because I don't want to go continue reading about Joseph. You know about Joseph already. Israel's 12 sons were by his four wives. And you can classify them into four categories. I'm giving this to manual for, as manual for those in school of parenting. 12 sons, four wives... And four categories of sons. The first set of sons were sons of competition. These were the six sons of Leah, the hated wife. They were sons of competition. If you look at their names, the name that were given to them, you will see that sister was in competition with sister. That was all. 
she was producing not children that would stand out, but she could use to negotiate and to compete with her sister. She ended up giving birth to children of competition. Number two, the sons of labor. These were the four sons of the two slaves of Rachel and Leah. By the name of Bill and Zilpah, they were sons of labor. They were the ones Joseph was with in the story we just read. This is the history of Jacob, Joseph, being 17 years old. He was with the sons of Bilia and Zilpah, and he brought the evil report of his brothers to their father. He wouldn't have brought the evil report. He was a partaker. He was doing the same thing. He was participating in it. Do you understand me? It's difficult to judge a rapist if you have done the same thing. It's difficult to judge an immoral person if you are immoral yourself. Just keep your mouth shut. Those who live in glass houses cannot throw stones. Then, the third class, you have the visionary son. This was the star of the family that the sun, the moon, and the eleven stars bowed to. This is Joseph, the love child. Eagles don't flock. You only see one at a time. And then you have the fourth one, the favored son. I'm going to use his favorite son to pray for you today. If you think I'm going to Joseph, no. The favorite son was Benjamin. His tribe produced the first king of Israel, King Saul, and the foremost apostle to the Gentiles, Apostle Paul, came from his family. What you need more than ever before today, in addition to discipline, diligence, is lots of grace and favor to distinguish you from the pack. The favor of God and the favor of men. That's what by God's grace I enjoy tremendously. People rise to help me. Do you understand me? Not by compulsion, not by force. They just believe in what I'm doing. It's amazing to me sometimes. And when this help comes from unusual sources, I say, Lord, why me? It's favor. Genesis 43 I'm going to pray a prayer for you today and trust God that you become the favored one. In the name of Jesus. Genesis 43, 26 to 34. Genesis 43, 26 to 34. And when Joseph came home, they brought him the present which was in their hand into the house and bowed down before him to the earth. Then he asked them about their well-being and said, Is your father well, the old man of whom you spoke? Is he still alive? And he answered, Your servant, our father, is in good health. He's still alive. And they bowed their heads down and prostrated themselves. Then he lifted his eyes and saw his brother Benjamin, his mother's son, and said, Is this your younger brother of whom you spoke to me? And he said, God be gracious to you, my son. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. I say, God be gracious to you, my son. God be gracious to you, my daughter. In the mighty name of Jesus. Now his heart yearned for his brother. So Joseph made haste and saw somewhere to weep. And he went into his chamber and wept there. Then he washed his face and came out and he restrained himself and said, serve the bread. So they set him a place by himself and them by themselves and the Egyptians who were with him by themselves. Because the Egyptians could not eat food with the Hebrews. For that's an abomination to the Egyptians. 
as he sat before him, the firstborn according to his birthright, and the youngest according to his youth, and the men looked in astonishment at one another. Then he took servants to them from before him. But Benjamin's servant was five times as much as any of theirs, so they drank and were merry with him. How many portions did they receive? That's grace. That's favor. That's grace in action. That's favor. He received five times more than every. It was just pouring. It was just pouring on his plate. It was just pouring on his plate. What did Benjamin do to deserve it? When you come to Bible study, uh, this Wednesday you will see that if you are related to anyone operating in favor, you are favored. You just have to be a relation of someone favored. That's why Mordecai got the house of Amen because of Esther. Give me Genesis 45. 16 to 22. Now the report of it was heard in Pharaoh's house, saying, Joseph's brother have come, so he pleased Pharaoh and his servants well. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, Say to your brothers, Do this, load your animals and depart, go to the land of Canaan. Bring your father and your households and come to me. I will give you the best of the land of Egypt, and you will eat the fat of the land. Now you are commanded, Do this, take cats out of the land of Egypt for your little ones and your wives. Bring your father and come. Also do not be concerned about your goods, for the best of all the land of Egypt is yours. Then the sons of Israel did so, and Joseph gave them carts according to the command of Pharaoh, and he gave them provisions for the journey. He gave to all of them, to each man, changes of garments, but to Benjamin, he gave 300 pieces of silver and five changes of garments. Favor. Do you understand me? If I tell you, it'd be hard to believe. In one day, a woman sold me 12 complete Agbada. Maybe I had one, two, or three out of the 12. I just piled them there. 12. And not cheap. And one day someone bought me seven pairs of shoes, expensive. They called them red soles. You know about them? May the favor of God come upon you. May favor distinguish you in this season of your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. Give me back Genesis 43, the first one. There's a prayer there. Genesis 43. The diary is 16 to 23. Go there. Yes, that's it. When Joseph saw Benjamin with them, he said to the steward of his house, Take this man to my home and slaughter an animal and make ready, for this man will dine with me at noon. Then the man did as Joseph ordered, 
And the man brought the men into Joseph's house. Now the men were afraid because they were brought into Joseph's house. And they said, is it because of the money which was returned in our sacks the first time that we are brought in? Aha! So that he may make a case against us and Caesar's to take us as slaves with our donkeys? When they drew near to the steward of Joseph's house. Oh, rise up on your feet. When they drew near to the steward of Joseph's house, they talked with him at the door of the house and said, Oh, sir, read with me. Oh, sir, we indeed came down the first time to buy food, but it happened when we came to the encampment that we opened our sacks and there each man's money was in the mouth of his sack, our money in full weight. So we have brought it back in our hand and when we have brought down other money and we have brought down other money in our hands to buy food we do not know who put our money in our sacks I like this answer but he said peace be with you do not be afraid your God and the God of your father has given you treasure in your sacks in the name of Jesus by the anointing of the Holy Spirit upon my life God will you give you treasure in your sacks you will not carry about empty sacks you will be fully loaded pressed down shaking together running over my God we put treasure in your sacks in the name of Jesus receive In Jesus' mighty name. Guys, listen to me. You don't distinguish yourself by servitude, by overwork, by killing yourself, but by letting God lift you up, by grazing you differently from the pack, by honoring you, by putting his favor in your life, by your purpose, by your diligence, by your discipline, by your hard work. When all those things are added together, you will stand shoulder high above your peers. That is the season you are in. I say God will put treasure in your sack. Do you really understand the import of that? Do you understand me? That nobody will be asking you for offering at the citadel. You'll be saying, what is the next project? What do we need to do? Because you have more than enough in the name of Jesus Christ. Friends, everyone can never be equal. Everyone does not matter equally. So stop giving your attention the same way to everything and everyone. Learn to invest your time. Learn to engage with quality relationships, not those who will drag you down. It's okay to help people, but don't let them drag you down. May God favor you. May the favor of God and the favor of men be your portion. May they just like you for no reason. And bless the work of your hands. In Jesus mighty name. Stretch your hands towards me and pray for me. Pray for me.
that I will never lack God's favor all the days of my life and the favor of men. That He will constantly send me destiny helpers and destiny partners. That He will do the same for you in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Receive all the glory, all the praise, all the adoration. In Jesus' most precious name we pray. Amen. And the people said, Amen. Amen. While you are standing, please give me First Peter 2, 11, 20. First Peter 2, 11 to 20. For anyone who still thinks all men are equal and all things are equal. Please listen to this. First Peter 2, 11 to 20. This is New Testament. Beloved, I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly laws which war against the soul. Having your conduct honorable among the Gentiles, that when they speak against you as evil words, they may, by your good works which they observe, glorify God in the day of visitation. Therefore, submit yourself to every ordinance of man, for whose sake? Whether to? I can't hear you. Whether to? The king as supreme, or to governors? As to those who are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of those who do good. How many people have we encountered now? Two. Who are they? The king as supreme, the governors. For this is the will of God that by doing good you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. As free, yet not using liberty as a cloak for vice, but as bond servants of God. Here we go. Honor all people, love the brotherhood. Fear God, honor the king. Servants, be submissive to your masters with all fear, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the harsh. For this is commendable, if because of conscience toward God, one endures grief, suffering wrongfully. For what credit is it, if when you are beaten for your faults, you take it patiently. But when you do good and suffer, if you take it patiently, this is commendable before God. Now listen to me. In a world of kings who are supreme, of governors, of employers of labor called masters, of employees who are called servants, where is equality? If some are employees of labor and others are employers, if some are kings and governors and you're asked to submit to them, where is equality? I want you to distinguish yourself. That's all. So that kings will consult you. Amen. Governors will consult you. Amen. They will come to your doorstep. Amen. Can I boast in God? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. My bankers come to me. The last time I entered a banking hall was 1985. It's about time that your bankers will begin to visit you. Before you call, God will answer. While you're yet speaking, he will hear. That's boasting in God. 
I sat at home, they called Pastor Biola. We noticed Pastor Bakari does not have ATM card. Uh, what do you call it? Credit card. Credit card. So we are giving him $30,000. I said, do I have to put money in the account? He said, no, sir. Just spend it. You can pay later. And then they brought the card. And he said, Tunde Bakari. I said, no, return it to them. You know, my card is Bolaho, Baba Tunde Bakari. Return it and let them replace it. Is your turn. Don't do like that. Don't do that. I say it's your turn. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, it's rich people that go to the bank. Poor people stay at home. Their bankers come to them. You understand? Uh-huh. One of them said to me the other day, says, sir, this thing will not be fast like this, but we know who called from the top where they call. That will be your portion. Amen. I am modeling winning by righteousness before yes. you yes. on daily basis. A godly life comes with blessing. You will not miss those in Jesus' mighty name. You will not labor in vain. Amen. You will not bring forth for trouble. Amen. There's inequality in this world. But nothing compels you to stay at the bottom. God will distinguish you. They will be able to say this. uh, What's your name? This Elvis. This Mike. Ade. This Ade Kola. You want Shegun? Okay, this Shegun. This Victor. Uh, This. This Olabode. This. Adeyinka, this. You see, everybody's mentioning his first name. <laughs> this. Adeola, Ayao, look at Tui. ATM. This. Bolanli. Bolanli. Kende. Move a minimum four long shock. Obama told you at this. Olukayo, this. Akeola. Akeola, this. And this, mention your name to God. Mention your name to God. In the name of Jesus, you will stand out. In the name of Jesus, by the sovereign grace of God, I confer upon you distinguished. You will distinguish yourself by determining purpose. By the spirit of excellence, through diligence, through discipline, the good Lord will bless the work of your hands in Jesus' mighty name. Sign, seal, and deliver. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Bless God, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. God bless you. so much for listening. We have to end it here today, but it's been a real joy to come into your homes to unveil the truth of God's word. I pray that the word of God you have received will sink deeply into your hearts and bring forth tangible fruit in Jesus' name. Amen. In addition, I pray that the truth you've embraced will not only set you free, but it will empower you 
to impact your environment positively as God's representative in your sphere of influence. Till we meet again on this platform, remain sandwiched between the peace of God and the God of peace. God bless you richly. Bye, Bye for, for now. now.